Hello, good morning everyone. This is Culturally Diverse Podcast and today I'm going to talk about something that I've been willing to talk about for a long time and this is about my uh, theory about uh, how the government is uh, uh, trying to reduce the population through the food that we eat and how uh, the population control or the reduction of population uh, is being done by the government and uh, most people are don't know about this and, and, and this is why I have done this research and I want to make sure that everybody's going to know and how my theory I'm gonna point out key things of how the food that we're eating today is really killing us and how we uh, have ways of preventing um, this to uh, live our lives better by being healthy and by um, being very careful what we eat these days because everything that we eat pretty much is uh, bad to us in a way that uh, it's causing diseases, it's causing a lot of things, a lot of complications, and people are dying, our kids are dying. Um, and I just want to bring a point to why um, about my mother. I mean, she's 80 years old. Uh, most of the time, um, I think she might be anemic, but she doesn't. She's very careful about what she eats. She says she has uh, food allergies from on corn syrup or corn fructose products, any processed corn uh, additives that uh, goes into the food like uh, corn oil, corn starch, corn syrup, and um, gluten uh, using with corn, anything like that. She says she's uh, allergic to it she can't eat it she has health problems with it but i think if, the point is if she's anemic or not that still <laughs> helps her in a long way because she's has been living for you know she's 80 years old and her mother lived until she was 99 so like all her uh, her genes uh they they've been living uh, i think they have good genes because they lived been living for a long time she's still a strong woman she still does a lot of things uh, by herself like a lot of people around her age I mean they couldn't do the things that she do so I just want to point that out and I think it's got to do with the fact that she's I avoided eating products that has any type of corn additives so let me start off with this okay so we're gonna go back we're gonna go back way back and I want you guys to uh, uh, pay attention and follow me with this I mean this is goes way back to the agricultural revolution I mean back to uh, you know uh, Great Britain and um, Great Britain was the ones that started the agricultural revolution okay so there's a couple reasons why the agricultural revolution started so First, let me uh, let me actually 
point a few things out and then we can go from there so uh, so glucose uh, is one of the most fermentable uh, product for uh, for sugars okay okay so um, as I'm going talking to this I'll point out a few things so there's there's a research now that by uh, 2020 half of American population will be obese okay so that is a big 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 number okay so uh, let's uh, so the, the, the Industrial Revolution really started about 150 years ago uh, and it started in Great Britain uh, in the 18th centuries and it really started between like uh, the 1800s to 1869 and then in the 1900s spread it to the US okay so um, so they found a way to uh, refine corn uh, by perfecting the process of uh, uh, experimenting with corn and to create uh, components uh, a part of corn which is called the myrid value additive products so added to products like any processed food that um, corn was added uh, as an additive and, and and usually it was to preserve food uh, or to make it last longer and all of that um, things that they figure out so let's uh, go back to the word uh, married uh, uh, is referred to a very great or indefinitely great numbers of person um, the synonym for that will be countless, endless, numerous. Uh, so it's a process which for great numbers, okay, to produce things in great numbers, okay. Um, so to, it was essentially to to uh, with the industrial revolution. Uh, which started in the 1800s um, and then it spread it to the US in the 1900s so they found uh, methods and inventions to make uh, products uh, in the crops uh, stronger uh, uh, like things that they invented back then was the plow, the seed drill uh, those kind of things that uh, helped them uh, uh, for with the crops, how to plant the crops, how to uh, uh, you know harvest the crops and things like that, right? And those just like basic general ways that they figure out back then, and how to make uh, the crops grow in certain ways that made it easier for them. Okay, and then. Uh, the reason why the, the, the agricultural revolution started it was because there's a 
depletion of resources and uh, at, at times and there was increase in the population and the living standards so you know they learned how to you know, they, they knew that they had to figure ways into uh, make the crops grow faster to produce mass crops and all of that and then eventually uh, as uh, the technology increase uh, and it started to affect uh, uh, in other ways that they did like how they uh, you know with the way that we started processing food and things like that uh, and the use of factories uh, which resulted uh, in ways that was bad for the environment like the increase of uh, air and water pollution right so that's what we, we started the more we produce in ways excuse me in ways that um, we knew it wasn't uh, effective it was effective for that time but it also caused damage to the environment okay and then we started to uh, uh, find other ways because the population was growing and then we needed to find other ways more higher techno technological ways of uh, perfecting the crops increasing the, the crops and all of that so that's when they started adding the uh, uh, learning how to preserve food through the manufacturing they start processing foods uh, by adding corn and other additives that they added some chemicals that we didn't know that was in the food and and those kind of things which um, so let's think about sugar okay so sugar is what what is sugar right sugar comes from the earth if sugar canes and we and sugar to us I mean, now they're finding out that sugar, it triggers something in your brain, you know, uh, that it's, it's highly addictive. Some people don't know that, but they think it's, uh, so like, I, another example that I could say that is uh, uh, something uh, close to that, it would be examples of uh, uh, addictive white crystals like cocaine from the coca leaf or opioid from the puppy seeds right so the sugar does something to the brain uh, when you add sugar and you consume it the brain has a reward system it causes uh, the domophene to 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 pleasure the like a neurotransmitter to rise like it triggers something in your in your brain where you gotta have more you know that sugar it's like a rush you gotta have that sugar you know so okay so when did uh, Americans um, uh, started to add chemicals to processed foods is when they knew they knew um, in, in my theory is the corporation saw an opportunity they saw that there was a, a massive growth 
they, they knew there was a population increase. So it all goes back to the number of games, the word merit, countless, numerous. More people, more profit is a number game. They found that it was ingenious ways of mass production. So then they came up with this thing that they called uh, a GMO, right? Genetically modified maize of corn. These were crops from corn, specific maize strains that had been genetically engineered to express agricultural desired traits, including resistance to pests and herbicides, which are using, uh, now is using in multiple countries, okay? So, you know, so these corporations, they hired uh, scientists to find solutions to great mass production. So they started to uh, use this GMO method uh, uh, for the mass production of the products. So if they use that kind of method, so the method is genetically modified maize. So they could have use this in anything. They can use it in poultry and swine and cattle. Uh, there's even cases now that they can clone uh, uh, the, they can clone, uh, sorry, clone uh, uh, poultry, uh, swine, and you know, to meet these meat production, these numbers that they wanted, the quality of the meat. Now they can't even do it by the quality of the meat, right? So there is uh, uh, um, a downside. I mean, when you know, uh, but I, I, I will explain that uh, a little bit further. So the consequences to the consumers is that uh, we didn't really know what we were eating. They didn't have to tell us, okay. Um, and how does this, this affect us? It affects us in many ways. But we really didn't know yet. We didn't know because um, we, as a consumer, they sold shit to us and we we're just like, okay, we either buy it, or you take it or leave it. You buy it or you don't buy it. You buy this at your own risk. You eat it at your own risk. You know what I mean? There's no refund for this. You eat it, you eat it, you know, there's no refund. So basically the FDA, you know, um, they didn't really require it. I mean, they have the FDA, but the FDA is basically a monopoly to me because there's other better alternative into healthy products, but they really don't put those in the market yet. It's like impossible to get through them. Um, because they have these large corporations that's really monopolizing and lobbying the system. So let's get back to the consumers. Uh, so then uh, people are starting to get smart because now we have the, the media and we have the, uh, 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 the way of sharing information, which we never did before. So people are smarter now. They start to uh, finding out about 
what other people are saying, you know, people are exercising and 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 people and and the health uh, in the health sector, people are out there putting out information, so people are starting to get smart. So then, this is when Michelle Obama came in, a very smart lady, by the way. So they did impose uh, the Food Act, which this this uh, 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 law was imposed like in '74. Uh, but then uh, Michelle Obama actually uh, revised and made it more noticeable to us these days. So she imposed the Food Act campaign which uh, aims to reduce childhood uh, obesity. So in some school now, I remember back in the days when I uh, was going to elementary school, you know, you used to eat like Sloppy Joe, uh, <laughs> like the boxes of chocolate milk, and uh, like the pizza and spaghetti, you know. I seen like a documentary about other uh, school lunches versus international lunches in other country. So they were showing like the kind of food that Americans feed their kids and the food that they feed their kids in other country. So like France to them, like their food look like an exotic gourmet meal uh, versus the school lunch uh, in, in the U.S. The kids in the school in the U.S. towards the kids in the school in France and other country. I mean, we came out and last, like what, the, the stuff that we ate was a joke to what they, what they ate. So anyways, so Michelle Obama opposed the uh, campaign to reduce childhood obesity. So it was through the lunch uh, rules in the school. Uh, the other thing that she did uh, was the to list ingredients and packages for uh, meat uh, and also the Nutrition uh, Hunger Act um, and for manufacturers to list labor uh, ingredients in the labels uh, and this all started in 2018 which this was a big downfall for the manufacturing companies I mean they hated that they hated that because now they had to list by law they had to list the ingredients and the chemicals that they were putting in these uh, in the food you know so to them that's like a big uh, big big dilemma because now they have to list that and the people that are getting smarter now that they're being able to read labels and they're able to tell what uh, what these chemicals are. They can trace it back because uh, the label has to be traced back from the growth and what they're using all the way back to to uh, to the processing uh, uh, many uh, factories. Because I, I have a degree in uh, supply management, so. The, the the ingredient has to be uh, from a raw material all the way down to the to the manufacturing company where that's a process itself so it's called uh, 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 it's called the uh, added chain like where you have to uh, list and where things that are added to make this product 
with what the product really is, right? So, so, so let's go back to the FDA. So, okay, so the FDA, it's like a very, uh, has a lot of power, really has a lot of power. But we're gonna, we're gonna explain more about that in the later sector. So, let's talk about who is affected by by uh by this right so but before i say that let's go back to why okay why is the manufacturing companies and his where i think uh so in in 2000 um uh as, as you remember in 2019 there's a farmer's insurance scandal going on uh, was like with Donald Trump gave uh, farmers um, a 28 billion dollars for farmers um, and, and you know in the in the agricultural uh, growing the grains and the corn and all of that that was a 28 billion dollar bailout and the farmers were still complaining they were still saying that that wasn't enough, you know. Uh, so that was so to understand that there's a farmers has insurance. They have insurance as, uh, benefits uh, that are paid out by the government. Uh, so in case like there's a drought, or you know they can't grow uh, certain things for because of certain. Uh, situation and you know but that's very complicated what that insurance is in details but over the years like for a 10-year period there's probably more than a hundred billion dollars that was been given to farmers um, and this comes back like with uh, in 2019 they gave 28 billion 2009 they bailed out for 12 billion which, as you, you guys remember, there was uh, in 2008, there was the uh, housing uh, crash that happened with the economy, uh, uh, the, the stock market crash, that we're in a real bad recession uh, when that happened. And then now there's a trade war between China and the U.S. So Trump slapped $110 billion in tariffs and, and the Chinese uh, import and why did he do that now we I'm gonna explain that in a little bit further but why did he do that I have an idea why he did that okay so we're going back to whose does this all affect right so it affects the minority right because now that the minority and the people know that we now are smarter about the food about the process about the manufacturer the corporation and how uh, food is more accessible to us than this is where i talk about the real detrimental effects so please listen up so who is affected by this obviously who is affected by this is the minority and the poor people because 
who now has become more expensive because the companies, they figure out a way. Now they're saying, oh, now we can do organic and now we can do non-GMO. But if you guys want that, that's going to cost you more money, right? So they made it more expensive. So that really hurts the poor people because, and the people that can afford it, the low-income uh, uh, communities and people that can afford this kind of food and because it's more expensive now. Uh, so how does this really affect us? And from what I was saying before, um, and I really um, want to list a whole bunch of things that can happen from this. Uh, uh, your health, your health, your health is in big, big trouble because all of these foods can cause tremendous effect to your health. Okay, these processed foods. Uh, there's a study of McDonald's. Um, um, I don't recall the the who did the study, uh, but there's I think it could have been a college student or some someone that did a study, and they put a Big Mac, and they left it a Big Mac in the closet for ten years, and they went and looked at the Big Mac, and that Big Mac still looked the same for 10 years. So do you imagine what your body has to do to digest that food, all right? Your body has to work a lot harder. It takes a lot more to digest your food. See, the number one thing, I don't wanna go into that subject, but the number one thing about people losing weight is their body is their digestive system. If the digestive system cannot digest properly, you're gonna have all kind of complications. So a lot of people think it's about running 20, 30 miles or eating really, uh, you can really be healthy, you can, you can um, exercise your heart out, you can do all that, that's great, but your digestive system has to be working properly. Now, when they put these chemicals on these food, these additives that goes into the food, these processed foods, it's very hard for everybody to digest. It's a, so there's a lot of things that you need to do in order to digest that. And it's another subject that I'll talk about, which is our enzymes. Enzymes are what helps your body digest. But with all these complications, so these food can cause cancer, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, heart disease, depression, high blood pressure. Uh, it can increase the, your cholesterol, and it's an early trip to the grave. So, now, my theory, my theory is that the government knows about all this, okay? And it's a way for the government to reduce the population, okay? 
there are ways, there's alternative ways to grow um, uh, to, to, uh, uh, with the agricultural process to grow crops. There's a lot of alternative ways that we can do that. If you want to see some alternative ways, I lived in Japan, um, how they grow things there. I mean, it's not perfect, but they have ways of growing things over there without using pesticides. It's a lot harder, but they have um, uh, a tra traditional ways of doing that, and that could be easier. We could learn from them. Okay, now population control. Okay, so there, uh, uh, there, there's a forecast that by 2030. The uh, world population will increase to 8.6 billion, and by 2050, it's going to be 11.2 billion people. So we can explain why uh, why is it so important to reduce the population, okay? And then the Chinese. Uh, it says it's, it's expected they will have 1.5 billion people, okay, that, uh, so that's why, the, I, I'm going to go back to that trade war with the Japanese, I'm sorry, with the Chinese and the U.S., okay, because, think about it, uh, the Chinese, they have a lot of people because they were able to, uh, they had these, uh, uh, were crash uh, programs where uh, the government was uh, actually it was a communist country so the government was actually feeding the people and the way they did that is they used their the manpower of how uh, agriculturally produced to feed the people and the way they did it, it was a lot in a healthier way than we do it in the US and that is why their people are able to live for, uh, they were able to increase their population for uh, those numbered uh, historically decades and decades ago because they were eating, they ate more healthier than we did in the US. All right, because they had ways of, uh, of, of agriculturally uh, productions and uh, old cultural methods than we did here in the United States, all right? So if you want to know more about that, there's a book called The Population Bomb. Uh, it's uh, David Howsby and Yang Zong was the two uh, authors that, um, that uh, 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 wrote these books, uh, this book. So, and, and to quote in the book, says the rapid expansion of China's population from 1949 to 1970 uh, stoked the flames of uh, uh, neo-militarism demographics, which is described in the book called the, the Population Bomb. Uh, it says, with the warning that the battle to feed all humanity is over, he started. It, 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 uh, he stated that hundreds of millions of people will starve to death. Uh, 
despite any crash uh, programs. Uh, so he said, this uh, rate, nothing can prevent the world's death rate. Um, so he was saying that pretty much to the four, you know, economical nations versus China, Japan, United States, and United Kingdom, uh, saying that despite all this going on and all this stuff that we're doing, there's going to be a hunger, uh, starvation uh, phase where we're not going to have enough food to support our people. And everybody's, you know, is going to, a lot of people are going to starve. So it's going to be those, the haves and have nots. So people are going to starve and people um, are not going to be able to uh, uh, produce food uh, in this way. Unless there is a way that we can change and we become smart about how we're doing this. Like, like I was saying earlier, how we're affecting our environment with the, uh, uh, with the fossil fuels and, and, and we poison our, 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 uh, our waters and then we also chopping down our trees in the Amazon, you know, like because the population is increasing, increasing, we're trying to make room, we're trying to make uh, an increase the living standards and things like that. Those are the type of things that's going to affect us in a way. But unless we change and we figure ways out, there's a, there's a lot of ways that we can actually we're able to grow and to make uh, crops better uh, and, and other ways that we're able to feed ourselves. But my, my view on all this, people, is that, you know, we're in the United States. I mean, if you have a backyard or something like that, grow your own vegetables. Grow your own vegetable, grow your own food. I mean, find ways that you can eat healthier, read about what you're eating, the labels and things like that. Exercise, learn how to make your digestive system work well for you, that you want to have to be. Um, if, if you eat something bad, you can flush those things, right? You can flush it. So you can find ways of, of flushing your system and to how to be healthier, you know, or avoid eating at all, eating eating things that are bad, like my mother did. I mean, my mother, she's 80 years old. I mean, she doesn't eat anything that has any of those uh, chemicals in the food. Um, so find ways to live a better life. Don't let the government dictate what you eat. And I'm telling you, the government has something to do with this. And eventually we're going to find out that all that stuff that we're eating now is going to be obsolete. If we change our ways, we'll be able to eat healthier, find better foods and things like that. Those uh, things that we eat now, just like when they start smoking cigarettes and they thought it was cool, it's a thing to do, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, which people are still smoking cigarettes because of the companies. Uh, the lobby and it's hard to get away from from it because it's an addiction just like sugar cocaine drugs anything else uh, 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 any of those uh, uh, prescription drugs morphine and uh, uh, 
codeine and those methamphetamines. Uh, unless we start getting smart and worrying about our health, we're going to hit the grave early. And that's my take on my podcast about uh, my theory. And hopefully if you have any comments, if you have any questions about it, we can talk. Uh, I'm at uh, podcast. Uh, I'm in iTunes. I'm also in in, uh, Podbeans. So I'm in Podbeans. So the name directory of my podcast is Culturally Diverse. And this sector is Conspiracy of Reduced Population killing us by food all right uh so see you next time this is culturally diverse podcast see y'all later